Why are so many Utah athletics programs currently enjoying immense success? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we're talking about what's making all these Utah sports right now so successful. When you talk about the football program, gymnastics, and both basketball programs trending in the right direction, too. Obviously, the woman's in an outstanding position. We're talking about some of the awards as well that Lynn Roberts and Alyssa Peely were recently awarded all that on today's show. And in order to help me break down all of that recent success, it's friend of the show, Mike Lagerschultz. And Mike, when we're talking about Utah athletics, I just think, especially those four programs, I think there really are four key things we can look at for why they're enjoying so much immense success right now. I think the first thing is pretty obvious, but still worth mentioning is coaching. When you look at the job Kyle Whittingham's done, Tom Fardum, I, Craig Smith, I think has done a great job getting this program on the right track in the second year. Lynn Roberts, is she a good coach? Um, was just named Pac-12 coach of the year, so I would venture to say definitely so. The recruiting has been outstanding. Utah football bringing in some of their higher recruiting classes. Uh, men's basketball could use a little bit more work there, but still, Kay Bakita will exact a lot of excitement around those guys. We know what Utah gymnastics is doing on the recruiting trail. And then women's basketball, how about Gianna Neepkins, what she's meant to this program, Jenna Johnson too. Then to the transfer portal, you have to embrace the changes. Kyle Whittingham's program last year gave Reed, Mahmoud Diabate, what they've been able to do. Alyssa Peely, once again, she was just Pac-12 Player of the Year, so I'd say she's a pretty good addition, too. But Raleigh Wooster and Marco Anthony have come over and met for this men's basketball program, too. And then you also look at it, too, for why these teams have been successful. Really good assistance as well. We've seen numerous assistants off Coach Farden's staff kind of go off and go and join these other programs now. We know how good of a coach Morgan Scally is. Andy Ludwig was just being courted by Notre Dame. That tells you how good he was. Chris Burge is a phenomenal recruiter too and a successful coach. I think the last thing I'll mention too is all these programs are exceptionally strong at home. Utah Gymnastics doesn't lose at home. Utah football doesn't lose at home. The men's team is 12-5 and five overall in the season at home. That's still a really strong home record. And women's basketball hasn't lost at home all season. There are so many marks of successful programs that all these teams are currently checking right now lags no question and you rattle off a lot of reasons why teams are successful and that's really what it is it's not just one thing or two things or three things it's a series of things that take some time and you know you look at Kyle Whittingham yes I mean took over for Urban Meyer and and it was under staff for a long time before them under Ron McBride. And, and yeah, had a couple of years where they were five and seven early in the Pat 12, but you never felt like the program was not going mm-hmm. in the right direction and, and growing. And then he's proven to be uh tremendously successful, consistent coach over the years. And now to not just make one Rose bowl, but two, I mean, the, the recruiting is at an all time high, they're top 25 with their recruiting class for the first year. You know, that thing has been so consistently solid for about 20 years now, going back to urban and, and so forth. And, and that's really what it takes with college football to, to have that fan base uh, and give it a chance to build up and, and have success. But then, you talk about women's basketball, that Highland Roberts, you know, back in the, the mid-teens or mid-20-teens and mm-hmm. had a great team, JT, in 2019. They were ranked top 16 in the country, uh, top 20 at least. And and we thought, okay, here's a chance for them to make the tournament, maybe make the Sweet 16 host that first weekend. And they just were besieged by injuries that last month. And then at the end, just were down to about seven or eight players and, mm-hmm. and declined a WNIT invitation. But she had the program there all the way back in 19. Now it took a few years to kind of get it back to where it is. But 
Um, I, t- I tell you what, last year she changed the way they played. They went to more mm-hmm. of an up-tempo style, shoot the three, got them to the second round. Then you go to the transfer portal, as you mentioned, you get someone like Alyssa Peely, who was USC, gave their head coach uh, a year. It just wasn't working out. wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Once the portal came here, but really it was, it was about her as well. She admitted that, you know, she needed to kind of rededicate herself to um, what she was doing in terms of getting ready to play, taking care of herself and, and just a commitment level that needed to be different from where it was at USC. And she made some changes and it's worked out tremendously well for her. Craig Smith, you talked about them really a building year, I think for him year two mm-hmm. under Craig, they have 17 wins right now. Unfortunately, game Matson going down for a bit, Raleigh Wooster as well. Otherwise they maybe win a few more games the last few weeks, but still a chance to get those guys back in March, maybe make an NIT run this year. And uh, Tom Farden, I don't think there's been a transition gymnastics that seamless yeah. from, dominant longtime head coach who built the program like a great margin did here. There's some others across the country at Florida, UCLA, um, Georgia, for instance, where the, the, the kind of the icon coach steps down and the program doesn't sustain itself here. It's been barely ripple if any knows at all. And in fact, I'd say, you know, latter stages of, of great margins career. Yeah. They were runner ups in, in 15, but um, you know, the program, was in great shape, but for Tom to have it right now, right third in the country, and they made the last four in terms of uh, the final four at nationals the last couple of years, placing third. They, they've been in tremendous shape and really know, again, downturn from the, the handoff from Gray Marsden and Megan Marsden to Tom. It's been just a terrific ride the last couple of years for Utah's power teams. It really has. It's been enjoyable to watch. And we talked about the home success too. That's one of the things that makes it so fun is, you know, if your students or people going out to these games that more than likely Utah is going to come out of it with a victory. And that has especially been the case with Utah football. I mean, what Kyle Whittingham and his team have done, they haven't lost a true home game since 2018. They lost during the COVID year, as I've talked about numerous times on this show, you don't really count the COVID year when it comes to those home losses, because what's the right. best part about home crowd is the fans and the must and all of that, that brings wasn't available then. So it really has been amazing just to see someone like coach Whittingham embrace the transfer portal the way he has you know adjust to the times and kind of change with the way recruits operate it's a very different recruiting game now than it was back when he first became the head coach of this program and yes the success and the they've had has obviously helped them get a bump in those recruits too but you still got to do things right when it comes to sitting in the room locking down a player when you got teams like i think of a spencer fano places like when you have clemson oregon michigan all really on this guy even lander barton from a year ago when you have when you have uh oh it's blanked on harbaugh's name for a second we have harbaugh flying out to see him in person play and then you're able to land the recruit i just credit him so much for changing with the times and it's why this utah football team is not going to go anywhere lags you make a great point and yes with the portal you're going to lose some guys from time to time as well but i would say utah amongst sort of the top 25 especially in college football has done very well in the portal and you know let's just call it what it is the blue bloods have a name you're talking about mm-hmm. texas michigan ohio state alabama if you're a player coming out of high school and you're a four-star recruit you've got a chance to go there it's hard to say no, you know, and just yeah. say, hey, can I go play on the biggest stage and be a key player? But when you get there a year or two and you're like, you know what, it's just not working out. Then you look at a place like Utah where they have won consistently. They've been the Pac-12 championship game back-to-back years and won the thing. They were there a couple times before then. You, you look at the head coach, you look at the facilities, and now NIL coming to play. Utah's done pretty well catching up in that area as well compared to the rest of the Pac-12. Utah's been a very attractive option for mm-hmm. kids who maybe sign with those blue bloods and say, you know what, not working out. I'm going to Utah. And Cam Rising is a perfect example. He was at Texas, could have stayed, mm-hmm. but realized, you know what? It just hasn't worked, hasn't worked out here. Came Utah, became a starter. Some other like him, uh, others like him have come. And you look at Cam now because of NIL. I think otherwise, 
there's a good chance he's thinking yeah. about uh, turning mm. pro after this year. And, uh, you know, especially with the injury, but he's got a chance to make more money as a player Utah through NIL than he would, as say, a, a practice squad quarterback in the NFL or a guy who signs as a free agent with someone. That's what NIL has done. So now Cam said, I feel like, well, I've got to go. Comes back for one more year and look what he could do for this program uh, for maybe potentially three straight Pac-12 championships. That would be uh, a monumental uh, accomplishment for him. Absolutely. What Utah offers guys and an opportunity to come in, win, and also play right away. We saw that happen with Clark Phillips and then be developed and right. can go dominate the next level. Dalton Kincaid's stock is sky high right now. I mean, Daniel <laughs> Jeremiah has a huge draft crush on him. He's his top tight end. We got the combine coming up this week. So a great opportunity for Utah's football brand to grow even more. If you could have Dalton Kincaid, who, I mean, with the way his stock is climbing, might actually get a combine invite and Clark Phillips might as well, which didn't seem to originally be the case. It'd be an awesome opportunity for this university. It just speaks to the position that Kyle Whittingham has helped get this program in. We're going to talk a little bit more about the position the women's basketball and gymnastics programs are in in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point for the of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, points scored, threes drained. There's all kinds of great bets for you guys to get in at FanDuel. You can also do exclusive bets like a two times three, which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pat with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here with Mike Lagasholt of the Utah Athletic Department with the director of the Crimson Club currently right now and has been involved with the University Athletics for a long time. And as you just spoke about a little bit ago, Lags, the success of this Utah women's basketball program and the turnaround has been incredible. You said they were almost on the cusp in 2019 and it didn't really go their way. And then look with the success they had in 2021, but especially in the tournament, you know, there's a lot of teams, I think like right now and look for Utah, obviously it was really started in the PAC 12 tournament and then the NCAA tournament. But I think about what North Carolina is going through, right? We saw North Carolina, the men's basketball team, they had that unbelievable tournament run last year. And look, they've kind of turned things around a little bit, but man, have they disappointed during the regular season. You will see a lot of teams that are able to get it together for a tournament run. And then coming back the next season, just that off time in the off season, some disconnect, something happens and things fall apart. And that was the exact opposite of what has happened with the Utah <laughs> women's basketball program and the job Lynn Roberts has done. We talked about Alyssa Peely. What an addition she's been. Pac-12 player of the year. Coach Lynn Roberts, well-deserved coach of the year for the Pac-12 too. That was an unbelievable atmosphere up there on Saturday. It was a great opportunity for the women's team to get a win, and they are very well set up success, not just for the Pac-12 tournament, which is going to be coming up later today by the time you guys are listening to this on Thursday, but obviously for the NCAA tournament itself as well. Yeah, you know, women's basketball has been a winning program for a lot of years, JT, at the U, going back to Fern mm -hmm. Gardner, who got going to Lane Elliott's and over the years. I mean, they've won numerous conference championships, went to the tournaments for NCAAs almost on a regular basis. But 
they just never drew. And we would just sit around and say, what can we do to get this program mm-hmm. drawing more fans? They've won, they've won consistently and just never happened. And, you know, Lynn Roberts came in and yes, they didn't make NCAA blaze and hurt till last year, but it took her a while to kind of get it going. And there's also that Pat told transition in there as well. It, it took some time. But as I told you in that, uh, you know, about a few minutes ago in a previous portion of the show, they were there in 19, they were ranked top 20. Mm-hmm had that team injuries really just besieged them and, and detour what could have been a great team that year, you know, COVID year, the year after that, and, and 20 was cut short, 21, so forth. And, but last year really decided, you know what, in this conference, here's how we need to play. We need to play up and down, need to get up and down and get a lot of shots up and then kind of play smaller ball. And that worked out well for him, but to take that team from a year ago and then had a true post play like Alyssa Peely who yeah. can board, but she's so much more than that, JT. I mean, mm-hmm. she has ball handling skills of a guard where she's at the top of the key. She's just a tough matchup. If you put a guard on her, she can body them. If you put a, a big on her, she'll drive around them. I have not seen a, uh, a big in women's college basketball, almost for the men's game for that matter, handle the ball as well as she does. Mm-hmm. And pinpoint passing and, and everything that you could want um, gives fallout effort. So to take what Lynn had last year, to find Peely out there, bring her in, uh, get her into the culture and then just have it all fit together. Kudos to her for, I don't know if I want to say take a chance, but you've got a thing that's working well to bring yeah. someone else in. Sometimes it can be a roll of the dice, but mm-hmm. she knew what she had in Alyssa. Um, they knew what they had as, as far as a quality person who came in and was willing to, to make some changes to be more committed. And it's worked out tremendously. Now you take that three point game from a year ago to the inside presence with Alyssa uh, as far as a little post game scoring, rebounding, They've been one of the most efficient offensive teams in the country this year. And they're just such a fun watch. I think that's why fans mm-hmm. have embraced this team this year. You know, we had a pretty good crowd a few weeks ago um, to have almost 10,000 there Saturday to clinch it against Stanford. And, and listen, we need all the fans to come back for NCAAs. Mm-hmm. Utah now projected to be one of the four number one seeds and host that first weekend of games on either Thursday, Saturday, or uh, I'm sorry, Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Monday for the tournament and, and fans listen, come on out. It's going to be great basketball, but to have a chance to host that first weekend and send the Utah to the sweet 16 with the run, maybe they could end up in the final four. That's rarefied air for this program. That again, has won a lot of games over a lot of years, but they've never been ranked this high before. And it's just been a lot of fun to be part of the ride. It really has been. And you make a great point too. It's such a great opportunity to get out and watch a team in the NCAA tournament inside the Huntsman. That's something we haven't gotten to do obviously in a long time. So it'll be a great opportunity for the girls. Make sure you guys go out and support the women's team. Once March Madness rolls around. And as we said this week, they're worried about the PAC 12 tournament where I think when it's all said and done, they're going to have a great opportunity to go in there. And if I had to predict, they will be hosting a PAC 12 championship trophy at the end of it all. And speaking of PAC 12 championship trophies, Mike Lagashold, also the voice of Utah women's gymnastics. Of course, the lady Utes have done an outstanding job as they always do on the gymnast on at gymnastics. And this year has been no different. And you, we were talking before legs coming off a great win this most recent weekend. And look, there's been some injuries, but this group led by Tom Fardham still in an outstanding position on the season. You know, we talked to Tom in the fall. He just said, you know what? Grace McCallum, Kara Aker, you know, the, the two members of the U S Olympic team, they were good last year, but they, you know, it just took that some time to get settled, especially Grace. She's very much a person of habit and routine. And for her to be on the tour of the Olympians that goes across the country during the fall to take online classes, to get on campus, you really in November, 
take your whole month of, of fall or whole fall training down from three months down to about one to get ready for the year. She did well last year, but she just didn't seem to be as comfortable as she is this year. And Thompson, you know, she got a mountain bike in the summer and just really, you know, kind of geared back from doing anything elite level and, and just got a chance to relax and, and really kind of get comfortable with this community and kind of who she's become as, as someone in her uh, college years and was having a great year. And then the, the injury happens with her knee. Uh, and, and Fort Worth at the Metroplex Challenge. Now, the good news uh-huh. is it's on ACLs. They feared it first. It's a hyperextension, and they're hopeful to get her back for, um, you know, an event or two um, as we head towards the postseason. So we're hopeful that once we get to the Pac-12 Championships, maybe NCAA Regionals, she can come back. But the good news is, JT, is they are very deep. And uh-huh. we've seen McKenna Smith, the true freshman who was on three events, now doing four. She jumped into the best bean lineup in the country and has been there in nine, uh, nine seven five range right away. Um, Miley O'Keefe, who could go all around. She was earlier in the average, like, you know what? We need uh, to kind of pace her out. She's a senior, had a little bit of a knee, uh, not major issue, but just kind of a little discomfort coming back from the holidays. They're like, you know what? Uh, Miley, we'll kind of pace you out. Take your time. She's a two time national champion on floor and, uh, and one other event as well. And they just said, take your time. Well, she's going all around now and was just fantastic in the all around winning that the other night at the Huntsman Center, and she can go that the rest of the way. So my point is they had some depth just in case you have an injury. And obviously, to lose someone, the caliber of Grace McCallum is not easy, but uh, they've been able to kind of plug some people in and fill in some 9-9-plus scores in place of her and then get her back for an event or two. This could be a team that has a chance to go to Fort Worth and, and be right there again in the Final Four. Yeah, and that's a credit once again to the success of these programs. They've been there before, too. They continue to do it year after year. They're recruiting, and they're going to continue to be there as well. Utah Gymnastics, a true powerhouse. And we're going to talk about a team in a moment that we hope eventually becomes a powerhouse in Utah Meds basketball once again, trending in the right direction, even though I think people are a little disappointed in how the past few weeks have played out. We're going to touch on them in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends and the sponsor of this episode, RC Willie. RC Willie is hiring delivery drivers in the Salt Lake area. If you are looking for a rewarding career with a great group of people, People come work for RC Willie, Utah's largest home furnishing store. RC Willie is currently hiring for delivery drivers at their largest warehouse by the Salt Lake Airport. Delivery drivers are the face of RC Willie, and they're looking for great delivery drivers in the northern Utah area. Compensation for delivery drivers is $24 an hour during training, and our average delivery driver makes fifty to 80000 per year. RC Willie offers a $1,000 sign-on bonus and hands-on training, including CDL training, but no CDL is required. Many of their employees have been with the company for over 20 years. They have a modern fleet of delivery trucks. RC Willie provides them prides them themselves on going the extra mile for their customers and their employees. Come make a difference and join America's home furnishing store of choice. Apply online at rcwilly.com slash jobs. That's rcwilly.com slash jobs. Lags, before we jump in and talk about Utah men's basketball, I think the last thing I want to touch on with the gymnastics program is it is senior night this Friday, March 3rd at the Huntsman. What's What are your favorite things about senior night and the opportunity prevents for these players to compete one last time up in the Huntsman? You know, that's a great question because with men's basketball in the transfer portal and, and guys leaving early, sometimes the men's basketball senior night isn't a whole lot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with COVID, there's been a lot of athletes that haven't been graduating on their normal mm-hmm. time frame. So to have a, a large group of six seniors for gymnastics on Friday, um, a little bit abnormal, but there's reasons for that. One, uh, that sport tends to keep athletes around for the entire mm-hmm. time. And with COVID years, there's kind of a backlog. But to me, it's one of those nights where, when you're around a program like I am and you see this gymnast come in or any athlete is a true freshman or a transfer and you see them mature and grow up and kind of find their way, 
during their college years and you see them at the best and you see them with some of their toughest moments where it doesn't go well and they've got to dig in and fight and then really, you know, see what they're made of when things don't go well and to see them get to their senior night and their parents come and their friends and family are there in the building and um, the emotion can be pretty powerful. Um, yeah. I'm, I always kind of prepare for it, but to sit there and see them run out under the lights for the last time in the Huntsman and, and to see their people around them and the tears start to flow as they start to think about the moment and, and what it means and have a full house send them off. It's a pretty emotional night, but, yeah. uh, and that's one of the beauties of, of college athletics, JT. I mean, high school has as well, but you know, you get to the pro level, it's just different, obviously to have yeah. just that emotional tie to your, your college campus and your college years and your friends and, you know, what you go through in those four to six years in terms of your growth and maturity. Um, it's a pretty emotional night for, for everyone who's there and, and the athletes. Um, I wonder sometimes how they can kind of just put that aside and compete. And, mm-hmm. and, and some do have a tough time with it, but I remember a couple of beam performances where you see someone who's on beam for the last time or floor for the last time where Utah will wrap up their night in the last uh, three to four events and they get through the routine and the waterfall just comes and the, yeah. the emotions they've been holding in for two hours can finally come out. And, and to me, that's just as powerful as the, the premium presentation, but it should be a lot of fun. This, this Utah team, I, you know, as we talked about, Grace McCallum was injured. The seniors have been great. Those six mm-hmm. people helped ride this team, get them refocused after their loss at Arizona state. They were so emotionally locked in Friday, but yet they were relaxed. It was just kind of this, this beautiful combination of focus and enjoying the moment that they had last Friday. I'd be surprised if we don't see more of that here this Friday against Arizona and they have a chance to go out and get another big score in front of their home crowd for the last time. I think it's going to be just an electric atmosphere right at the Huntsman Center. It's going to be fantastic. And you mentioned something too, that just makes college sports so great, right? Like let's look at high school sports. I think teams are together, but it's high school. Look, it's not your full-time thing. Guys will go play let's, or girls too. will go play other sports as well. So you're not right. together with the same group in the pros. Let's take football. For example, the NFL season is for six months basically. And then after that, all the guys go their separate ways. They don't really work out together. A lot of them live in different States or do their own thing. What about college athletics? There's a reason it's student athletes. You have to stay there up because of school too. You're up there all summer taking summer classes too. You are constantly together and a part of that team really 365 days a year. So it does make it such a special bond and it makes it such a special thing when they can all be honored on these nights like senior nights. So I'd encourage all Utah fans to get out there to the Huntsman. And if there's one thing I know being up at Utah these last few years, I have no doubt the Huntsman isn't going to be packed for Utah gymnastics, the last home meet of this season. And Utah basketball was pretty packed this past past weekend for some big games versus UCLA and USC. And look, didn't go the way to the team, but I still think there's some positive things we can take from that game lags. I think the first thing is Mike Saunders really coming on strong. You look at yes. the first half against UCLA and then the second 19 points nearly helped bring Utah back single-handedly in a lot of ways in that one. I feel like the bench for this team, Boston Holt has given them the best minutes he's given this team all season long. Hopefully Gabe Matson coming back very soon. Raleigh Wooster, we hope to get him back at some point too. Neither of those guys ruled out for the season, so we'll just wait and see. But this team's starting to come together once again after having to adjust on the fly. We're losing Gabe was obviously huge, and then losing Raleigh was really tough too. Feels like this team is starting to kind of stabilize itself out, and they got one more tune-up game against Colorado this Saturday, and I feel like they can get themselves back in a good position where, look, we expect them to at least get one win in the Pac-12 tournament based on how the seedings end up going to fall in if they stay at that five to six spot, but they're going to have a chance to get another one too, Legs. 
you know, going back to kind of the start of the year, really what kind of started people's focus was right around December when they beat Arizona and uh, everyone uh, or a lot of our fans were on their way down to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 championship. And yeah. I won't say got buried, but it kind of snuck up on us. And and I wanted the team to the Bay Area to Cal and Stanford over the holidays. Bill Riley had to do some stuff with the Rose Bowl and come make it. So I got a chance to spend, you know, four or five days around that team and, and uh, really get to spend some time with the coaching staff and, I'm like, I like what I see, you know, I've been around a lot of Utah basketball teams over the years and Craig's building something. He has come yes. in in year two and has a chance or had a chance to kind of make this more of his roster this year and get some guys that really understood what he wanted to do. And to, for him and his staff to really start building something and, and it's there um, that they, the way they play, the way they play together, it's, it's, it's a group that's got a bright future in front of themselves. And unfortunately after that five, they'll start the conference play, you know, some some things with the schedule and the injuries, I think more than anything else caught up to them. I thought last Thursday they got down to UCLA. I'm like, okay, this thing's going to be over with. They kept fighting JT, exactly. and they did not just say, you know what, we're content losing by 20. They got back in that game and made it tight. I'm like, you know what, I'm not surprised because that's what Craig has instilled. He's instilled heart. He's instilled fights. There's a lot that's good with his team, and unfortunately I think on Saturday it kind of caught up to him. They were a little flat, I thought in that Saturday game against USC and and where that energy expended Thursday, lack of depth. Um, I thought, especially Brandon Carlson, just didn't yeah. seem to have his normal bounce. Um, but, you know, you, you have a, a short well, a longer week this week. There's no midweek game. You just go Saturday mm-hmm. to Colorado, maybe get game Madsen back, and then you kind of get the idea of, okay, now it's tournament time. I think this team could kind of find uh, its yeah. energy, a little bit of a surge the next couple of weeks, because I think they've had too good of a year, JT, to say, you know what? Things aren't going away and roll over and just not do anything the rest of the way. I think they're going to give it everything they have Saturday. Um, certainly will give everything they have in Vegas and they can make the NIT, which they should. I wouldn't be surprised to see them going a little roll and just say, you know what? We've been too good this year. We made too much progress to not have a run to kind of close down and give us a good feeling going into the offseason. Teams often take on the identity of their coach, and Coach Smith yep. is not the type <laughs> to lay down a die. He brings passion and energy for days, and you've seen his team reflect that so many times this season. So it's going to be fun to see how they play out, too, whether that is getting hot in a nice run in the Pac-12 tournament or potentially setting themselves for a nice opportunity in the NIT. And once again, I think a lot of people, as we said, are a little bit like, oh, bummed out because you didn't take care, didn't win against the California schools, lost both games to the Arizona schools as well. Let's not forget the team won only 11 games last year, already up to 17 right. now. And I remember before the season, I think I predicted them like, like right around this range, 16 to like 18 in there. And I felt like, oh no, am I being a little bit of a homer by going up to that? And no, because it's what they actually were able to do. It was a nice combination of youth and veterans. And it's going to be fun to see where this program ends up going to. Another thing that's really fun, Lags, is the Crimson Club and all the things they're rolling out and doing. Can you tell us anything about that? You know, we've had a lot of discussions about how to make it better. We did a survey of our members back in January and got some data back that we've been looking at. And and really, we are looking at some things. I don't want to make any major announcements because there's some stuff coming up we're working on with kind of the restructure of the Crypto Club. But I think our focus is really going to be on uh, taking care of our members. And, you know, we've had some people with us for a long time. You know, during COVID, we couldn't get together and have events and have hospitality at our best. We've gotten back to that full strength this year. We're looking to do more of that down the road. And, uh, you know, just really get our people back with us closer than we had before. And I just want to thank all of our members for staying with us. That was a tough stretch of the COVID years. It couldn't come to games and, and people stay with us. And, you know, the facility projects with the Ken Garf Red Zone, we've got some other things we're looking at uh, in the near future. People have been very willing to step up and help us. So I'll just say anyone out there who, you know, loves the Utes and wants to get involved, 
Um, you know what? Every dollar helps. Like I've said, you can have some major gifts. You can have a thousand people give a thousand dollars and that all adds up to, to, to some significant money. And it all goes towards scholarships that student athlete supports. And that allows us to free some money up for other parts of our program and, and supporting some things uh, away from that. So, um, really it's all about taking care of our student athletes. And, uh, again, just thanks to all of our members for all they've done, but if you can find a way to do a little bit more and, and help us in some different ways, there's a lot of ways to do that. Reach out to us and, and uh, just thank you for your support. It's a great opportunity to get more involved in the Utah Athletic Department. So make sure you guys head over to the Crimson Club website and get involved there. Also, make sure you guys give Lags a follow at Utah Lags on Twitter. And make sure you guys tune in this Friday night, Utah Gymnastics on ESPN 700. Mike, really appreciate you joining us. JT, always fun. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, where host Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.